love, it's all out, and I'm your host, Aja Smith. The fuck is up, party people? So, um, little life update here. I... Back to the homeless people, because this is obviously a very prominent part of my life. I'm going on a walk yesterday, and I looked raggedy as fuck. Like, in the past four days, I've worked 43 hours on my computer on Revit. And if you guys don't know what Revit is, it's a software program for architects, interior designers, engineers, so on and so forth. Anyways, looking raggedy as fuck. I hadn't taken a shower in probably six days, if we're going to be honest. So I'm like, man, I really need to clear my head and go on a walk. Like, I'm overworked as fuck. I'm going on a walk. And as I'm, I, I wear my headphones, I listen to music, I go on a walk. And um, when I'm walking by people, I'll always try to turn down my headphone volume so that, like, you know, I'm not trying to get snatched up or somebody come behind me, slit my throat. So I try to be aware, especially as a woman walking by yourself. It's just something that you need to do. Well, I do that when I go by the homeless people. There are these, now I don't know if these men were homeless or not, but they looked like they could have been on the brink. You know, you know, dirty knees, raggedy hair, running down the street after each other, but they were younger. They could have been in juvie. They were, yeah, they could have, you know, been sent off in juvie, something like that. It's fine. I'm walking past them. But the, but the thing is, they didn't look juvie age. They just looked like they had been there, if you know what I mean. So I'm walking past them, and I hear yelling, because I turned to my room, and they're like, damn, she's fine. Damn, she looking good. You looking good, ma. And I was like, okay, okay. And I then I walk all the way past them, and they were like, damn, and she got an ass. And I was like, <laughs> nobody has said that to me in a while. All right, these men have taste. Yeah, and you know what? It takes some self-reflection to look back and be like, Aja, how the fuck? <laughs> Are you going to look at these men and be like, wow, these men know a good woman when they see one a dime and a half. But it's no, no, like, in reality, nobody has told me that in a while. And, you know, I just had this, I just got off the phone with a friend and I was telling her this and it's so different when like homeless people are hollering at you versus when normal guys are hollering at you. Because if a normal guy is hollering at you, it's disrespectful. Why are you sexualizing me? And they have, like, this opportunity that they could be a perspective. I don't think that's the right verbiage. Again, I don't know fucking words. Um, Like a dating, a mate. But homeless men, they don't. So it's like they don't have anything to lose. They obviously don't have a shot. I don't really know why they do it. But, so it's like, you know, they they must have good taste. They must know. <laughs> I'm really trying to sell it here to make it myself feel better for taking the compliment. I don't know if it was a compliment or not. But after that, I had a little swatch, a little swish and a swash and a splash in the way that I was walking with my ass from my, the rest of my walk home. And I was like, you know what? He's right. They were right. Other than that, I have been trying to give up alcohol. I didn't think that I was an alcoholic. I don't think that I am, but I try to give up alcohol and I'm like, I don't want to drink. Ew, I feel gross. I feel bad. And then I find myself at a bar 
it's it's mostly my friends. I'm going to put all the blame and take no accountability for my actions and just go on ahead and say that my friends are the alcoholics and I just happen to be there and I have no other choice. I'm held against my fucking will, basically. It's like either do that or be a fucking loser. And then I'm telling myself, you know, I'm about to graduate. How often am I going to get drunk with friends like this? How often am I going to have these opportunities if I have to go find a job? Oh my God, I'm about to fucking cry. I have to go find a job, finding work friends, friends in a new city. I'm not ready for that. So I tell myself, you know, this is the only time in my life as of right now where I can just freely go and do these things and it's not going to be an option here in a few. You guys know that plumping lip gloss? I'm like, uh, what is it? The lip injection Too Faced. I put some on and I got some accidentally in my mouth and it tastes like, have you guys ever had earwax in your mouth? That's what it tastes like. The only reason I know, (laughs) the only reason I know that tastes is because when I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh or eighth grade, somewhere along those lines, I had my first boyfriend and we were tonguing each other's ear holes like there was no day tomorrow. It's so fucking gross. And I remember one time we were um, like, ew, do you get like, do you taste that taste in your ear? And I was like, yeah, your ear tastes the same. But other than that, so I haven't had a lot of much, a whole lot of fun this fucking week. I'm, I'm sitting here. You guys want to know what I'm doing? I'm designing a retirement home for old fucking people that, you know what? They're going to be the last ones to get social security checks, but I have to be happy about it. And you know what? Well, I don't have to be, but I feel like, you know, why go around the world just being like, hmm, grumpy, grumpy, sad face. Um, with that being said, I don't know. If you guys know this, but like so many people as you age, you have to, it's called aging in place where basically you get old as fuck and they basically, there's this time in life where you're not going to be able to fucking walk anymore, like at all. And everything has to be designed with wheelchair accessibilities and grab bars everywhere to lift yourself up off the fucking ground or off the fucking. And falls for the elderly are something that happens like a lot, I guess. I'm talking low pile carpet so the wheelchairs can move, wide ass hallways, like, I don't know. And I'm trying to design the retirement home where it's a little fun. Like when I think of a retirement home, I was, I did orchestra. I think I told you guys that, whatever. I fucking fucked with the orchestra. What is that? The Viva La Vida. We played that all the fucking time in orchestra. I fucking ate that shit up. I felt like I could have been a performer when we played that fucking song. It was like other people knew that song. So there was no like tomorrow. Anyways, my orchestra teacher, Mr. Wirtz, was the fucking best. I don't know where this man is now. But he was the fucking best. Loved him. And um, he would make us play at the retirement homes every like Christmas to see the elderly. And it stunk to high heavens. And it made me so sad. And when you go into a retirement home, it was so bland. It felt lifeless. So I'm trying to design this retirement home so that it feels like there's life and social life. And for people to get active and to move around and interact with each other, you know, throw in a shuffleboard game, if you will. I don't know, but it's sad. And I've also been designing a, um, 
So here's to uh, new beginnings. Live life, breathe there. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. <laughs> So I started looking at jobs at different companies I would want to work at. And like, I'm looking at media companies. I didn't do anything for media. I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, I never took a fucking marketing class. I, um, you know, I, I don't, I know how to work some graphic design programs. I would say I have an eye for the arts, if you will. But, you know, most of these jobs are like communications, journalism, of production. I don't fucking know. But I'm just going to apply to them and shoot for the stars, land on the moon. She leaves a little sparkle wherever she goes. <laughs> so that's the plan. I had somebody message me, though, and they were like, hey, you should talk about modeling. Because I used to model. And if you didn't know, I'm actually still signed in a contract. But because I'm working my ass off to pay my bills and to finish this degree, mama doesn't have much time to do any jobs. And who knows if I would even get one. Because apparently, I have droopy eyes. <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't go into modeling 101. You will hate every aspect of your fucking face, body, and personality. I was once shooting with a photographer and he was like, you know what? You have droopy eyes. Like, look at this other girl that I shot a couple weeks ago. You guys both have really droopy eyes. You see how your eyes are turned down like that? I had never been aware of the fact that I had droopy eyes, nor did I ever think that I had droopy eyes or recognize to know what droopy eyes were. And there's so many people that will throw their opinions out on your appearance when you model. So somebody said, you know, you, you should talk about that since, you know, that's something that you've done. Oddly enough, though, uh, my agency wanted me to go to Milan like two years ago when I first signed with them. They're like, you know, you would do really well in Milan. I'm like, I don't know if I'm not doing well in the fucking Midwest. <laughs> what makes you think I'm going to do good in the fashion capital of the world? And so I was watching TikToks and it was like, I guess that, um, in Milan, somebody was saying that like the modeling there is like stringent. Like the people will pull out tape measures and measure your waist, your thighs, your arms, like your fucking finger measurements to make sure you're fucking skinny enough. And that's terrifying. So um, let me just take you a, down a walk through memory park, you know, where you think of shit stones and rainforests. Um... So when I was in high school, I always wanted to model, but unfortunately I was so fucking ugly until the age of 18 that it was not um, acceptable for me. And what's really interesting about the, and here's a little lesson. We're going to go through a lesson of what I've learned through the small snippet of a few years of modeling. Basically, they want you to start at like 16 and like you think 16, you're really thin and that's like the start of your career so that by that time, by the time you're like 20, your career is really taking off. So if you're starting at 18 in the modeling world, that's late. Unfortunately for me, I was fucking ugly then. So I didn't get a start. So when I turned 18, my nanny, she wouldn't even let me do it until I turned 18, like even try it. And I signed somewhere and then I signed somewhere in Chicago and I was getting a decent amount of work and, you know, getting paid quite a bit, I guess. Like that's the thing though too, is that when I was working, the stupid ass jobs, like the lame jobs that you don't want to tell anyone about were paying the most. I remember if... I Here's to anybody you might have seen me in a mire. 
Meyer Grocery Store, if you've ever heard of that, because I did a photo shoot for their Meyer clothing brand. And let me just tell you this. This is when I was starting college. It was at, The shoot was actually on the day of my birthday is how I remember this. And on that day, I even this, I was like so stressed from college. I think this is when I was getting like, again, three hours of sleep a night. Time management was horrible. Working like crazy. Not any time for myself. I had acne. I had gained a bunch of weight and I came to this shoot. I felt so fucking bad because they were like, you are not what you looked like in the pictures from your agency. You're like five pounds over. They didn't say this, but like, you know when you can go into a place and I'm not making this shit up. And this is when people like, sometimes you do overthink and you're like, you know, people genuinely don't think that, but there are times you go into a place and you know exactly what people are thinking by the look on their face their body language and that's maybe something I don't know maybe I'm over observant but it's like you can tell me one million things without it having to verbally come from your mouth for me to know what you're saying you know what I mean and a lot what's really interesting is a lot of people I feel like don't pick up on those cues and I think if that's one thing that you can pick up as like what people are saying without saying it it's a good skill to have mama has it what can I say I'm a star from day one <laughs> so anyways I go and I can tell they're like oh damn like it's okay it's okay you have a couple zits whatever and I had tried going off my birth control um also just found out birth control is a class one or whatever carcinogen for causing cancer um there's no wins being a woman I've decided anyway so that where was I even going at this point oh yeah so you know that there goes with you have to um really and that's one thing you have to keep in mind is like your appearance and your image is the brand it is what you're selling it is your skill set versus like you know i have a bunch of computer skills this is what i bring to the job when you go when you're in modeling you're like here's my body here's my face and this is what i bring to the job and obviously you have other skills such as like learning how to pose yourself finding your best angles blah 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 but i always say there's a ton of stories like that a few stories and a few things so like when you first start modeling if you guys don't know and if you've ever thought about it or you're like how does this happen how does this industry work this is my little tidbit on it what you have to do is you first get signed to like a mother agency and the difference between a mother agency and like other agents like booking agencies is that a mother agency is like the primary contact and they'll they'll get you signed to other agencies that will book you for jobs and to get started though, you have to build a portfolio and your portfolio, this is what I'm saying when like modeling, not always, but a lot of times this is why you see so many models that their parents were models or like nepotism baby models that you see today is because like not only is it all about connections, but it's also about money because for, in order for you to have a good portfolio, you have to go to a good photographer and not only so that that's a cost. And then you want to have a good stylist so that you're wearing cool clothes. You want to have a good hairstylist so your hair looks good, a good makeup artist and all of these things to make a shoot, to sell yourself, to say, Hey, I can do this and I look good versus if you don't have any fucking money, you're not going to pay for a flight to New York, LA or anywhere where there's really good photographers photographers and real people that are really good for this and I think a lot of people that are in modeling not a lot I'm not gonna say that but a lot of people don't realize that and a lot of models that like just get it off the bat you know they, there's a privilege in that sense because you have parents or somebody or something to pay for all of these things and then 
so that you're investing in yourself then. And then you have your agency and some agencies will charge you for, for you to be on their website. So then you have to pay a monthly fee because they call it marketing fees that you're paying to be on their website and they're marketing you or reaching out to clients for you. So there's a fee for that. And then there's a fee for, um, there's, there's other fees that your agency could or could not charge you. But a lot of people don't understand is like every single one of your paychecks that you get, most likely they're going to take 20% of that. And not always, but sometimes if you have a job or a shoot, you have to pay for your travel to get there. So if I'm from Indiana, there's a shoot in New York. This is why a lot of models like will move there and it's easier to go to daily castings and things. But if I'm in Indiana and there's a shoot in New York and the shoe is paying, I don't know, $1,500. That's not a whole lot, but you know, whatever. You're paying for your ticket there. You're paying for your plane ticket back. You're paying for your hotel. You're paying for your food. And what I had found out a lot of the times, like when you're first getting started, you will, like at least from my experience, I was almost always just breaking even to get the job or to do the job. And what's really interesting is like, there was a time where I was able to do that. It was in Chicago. It's for Jason Wu. He's a, I guess like a famous designer. I don't know. I didn't know that until I got there. Um, cause you know, I don't keep up with that shit, whatever. And you know, he wanted like five models. I was chosen as one of the models, but the kicker is it was like $100 for walking around for five hours. And supposedly this like really expensive brand, expensive designer. And they're like, well, you know, we'll, we'll take the let, like, we, we don't have to pay as much and you get the exposure and you get to say that you did this. So a lot of the times, again, unless you're really well known, you're not going to be getting paid a whole lot to get the really cool brands or cool places to work or get jobs at. But with that being said, there's other things like when I was building my portfolio, I didn't personally have a lot of money to invest in going to the best photographers, having a hairstylist, makeup artist, all of those things. So I would, one thing that you can do if ever, if you've ever been interested in this is like DMing photographers or people that you said, Hey, I would love to collab. Let's like figure out a shoot together. And some photographers, you know, you guys work together, you both get the content and then it's free that way. And that's where I got a lot of my pictures from. But there was one time my agency had booked me out with this, these two photographers and it was two male photographers and they said, hey, it'll be a portfolio thing for you. But, and that's another thing. Sometimes you can get booked out by photographers who just want to use you for their own use, like their own work versus getting paid out by a client, like a brand like Nike or fucking Meyer. Um, but there was this time where these two men in the middle of buck fuck nowhere, Indiana wanted to book me out. And I, I did it, but I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, where is this place? I don't know. I took my boyfriend with you. And when I tell you, I was so like, I was so fucking happy that I brought my boyfriend with me. And that's something too, you want to always keep in mind, like maybe like a lot of times if you're shooting with just one photographer and nobody else is going to be there and nobody else is going to be on set, I will oftentimes bring a friend or bring somebody or somebody that's like, Hey, are you doing nothing today? Please come with me. You know, because I got here when I pulled up to the place where the shoot was, I'm not kidding you. It was in a buck fuck middle of nowhere, Indiana by a fucking barn. I pulled up and I was like, I'm going to get killed. Um, 
so I don't, and I didn't tell, you know, I'm not going to tell the photographer or somebody, Hey, I'm bringing my, my boyfriend, or I'm bringing a friend. Cause what if they're just like, no. And then they're, you know, what, what are they going to do when the person's there with you? I mean, it's like a safety security blanket. You know, they're not going to pull any shit. If you surprise pull up with another person, I would think anyways, that's my logic behind it. These two men were the creepiest motherfuckers I have ever met in my whole fucking life. And I was getting changed in their bathroom at their house. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And all over this house were pictures of naked women. And I was like, this is not what was discussed beforehand. I'm not, I didn't say that, but I was like, I hope to God the fuck they think the fuck not. I guess these two motherfuckers in this barn made this like rain contraption where it like sprinkles water down to make it look like it's raining in the photography let me just say this too these motherfuckers were the, like their work wasn't fucking good let me just say that so I you know we're shooting for a while and it's whatever I'm just like I want this to be over so fucking bad I feel uncomfortable this is weird and then they're like hey we should do like maybe something like this and they show me a half fucking she was fucking naked woman in this like circle ceramic contraption they had built with like rain pouring down her naked body and I was like no thank you no I'm not gonna do that and it's just like things like that where it's just like you're put in so many sticky situations where there's like no guarantee that it's safe or that it's gonna be okay and you hear all these horror stories where it's just like I don't know about that and there was one time when I had to go to Chicago by myself usually when I would go I would, I would, my grandpa would go with me because he's retired. Not to say that he fucking loved it. I think that he hated driving all the way there, but he wanted me to be safe and he didn't want me to be by myself. So he would go with me. And then when I started dating my boyfriend, my boyfriend would go with me, but there was one instance where like nobody could go with me that day. And that's a haul. That's three hour drive there, three hour drive back. And I went to a casting and as I was leaving the casting, I was walking, and this is downtown Chicago, and I was walking around the blocks and around the corners and all the stuff, and this guy, I start noticing, he was walking in front of me. He was dressed head to toe, all black, like not in a stylish way, just in a fucking like, you know, I was getting weird vibes, and you try to be aware as a woman again, getting weird vibes, black sunglasses. It wasn't fucking sunny outside. And then I slowly start to know his pace starts to come back and he's behind me. And then for like two whole blocks, like I'm turning down the roads to like, you know, go a weird path to see if this man is like starting to follow me. And then I start noticing like I would try to act like I was turning one way and then go the other way. And then I would notice he would like jilt and follow me that way. And that's when I was like, oh my fucking God, like, this guy's following me. I don't know what this means is I don't know if he's like human trafficker, sex trafficker, what the fucking deal is, but I don't feel safe and I need to do something now. And there was a Giordano's pizza place like around the corner. So I went into the Giordano's pizza place and he followed me into the Giordano's. And I went to the front counter. I said, this man is following me. And this woman was like, what? What? And I was like, this man right here behind me has been following me. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? I can't fucking stand. I was like, what do you mean? Like woman to woman, if I were working at the fucking Giordano's and a woman came up to me, I'd be like, oh, let me help you. Let's get you seated. Um, you know, so-and-so is going to be coming as well. You know, I don't know. Something of the such instead of just like looking at me and, be, looking at me and being like, mm, not my problem. What do you want me to do about it? 
the fuck do you mean? You know, so many women go missing daily, like whatever. So I sit down, I call my boyfriend, I'm freaking out. And this man doesn't even stop at the front stand. He like takes an L to the other side of this restaurant. And like 20 minutes has gone by. The man's not in the fucking restaurant anywhere. And that's how I was like that even more affirmed that this man was fucking following me. And it's just like a lot. Of, and that could have happened with me not, you know, going to a casting or going to Chicago. But it's more prone to happen when you, you know, are going to places that you're not super familiar with and you're by yourself and trying to figure these things out. So I don't know. It's just scary. But the fucking pro to be like when I was modeling more and stuff was that I got to meet so many creative people. And I was asked once that, and you know, and, and I was asked once like, why, why do you want to, like, why are you modeling? Like, what is that doing? Like, you're not really doing anything for society, the community. Like, you're not really doing much. Like, it seems like it's a very, um, I don't know, like, like, like it wasn't important. And it's like, what are you doing? This is just like stupid. And I was like, you know what? That's a great question because it's like, honestly, like you're not doing much. You're just selling a product. You're based up on your appearance, which is very like low, shallow, whatever. But what I fucking enjoyed about doing so much about it was that I met so many freaking people that were so creative and the coolest, most inspirational motherfuckers I've ever met in my whole fucking life. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like the, some of these people that I met one day, I've, I still follow on Instagram and I still have like the coolest connection with these people. And there's just like a sense of like, you get each other, but on a different level and a creative level. And like, I don't know, it just, it feels more real and more authentic when I meet people like that versus like when I have met people at work or, and like, even if these people are like trying to do a different life's path and they're just doing it, it's just really cool to see. I don't know, you have a similar shared experience and then you kind of keep up with each other and see what's going on and you can talk about your struggles. And I know that sounds fucking lame, but whatever. And one last thing that I'm going to say about this is that like one reason I have not been so excited about doing modeling again, not that I don't find it fun because like when I'm in it, listening, jamming to music, doing the coolest fucking hair and I'm like, this is so cool. I look crazy. This is fun. Like we should do something really wild. Just creating in general is just really fun. But one thing that just irks me to my core and I feel like so many people, you know, like will say something about it and how the modeling industry is so toxic, the way the beauty standards and it is. I'm like there's and so many people want to say that the industry is changing, but it's not. I mean, little maybe a baby step maybe a baby step but it's like even now like I remember I was doing this uh, I was walking in a fashion show or whatever and there was a girl that came on set and no hate to this girl it's not about her it's just like the comparison to me in that way is that this girl we're about both 5'11 I'm 5'11 if you didn't know and I think at the time I was weighing like 125 pounds. And for being 5'11", that's not a lot. And I'll tell you right now, and I feel like it's different because like now I don't work out as much. I'm not as active. I sit on my ass all the time on my fucking computer and I eat a lot of shit food right now, which is fine. It's whatever. But like, I feel like my resting normal weight is usually around 130 to 140. In between there, my weight fluctuates all the fucking time. 
But even then, like at 125 or 120, like, I mean, that's a lot of weight for me. Losing five whole pounds, like for me being this tall and already that, quite a bit of difference when I even lose just five pounds because I'm tall and skinny naturally. But even me being tall and like somewhat thin naturally, it is so crazy because there was this girl, same height. This girl, woman, whatever, was my height and weighed about, a hundred pounds, 110 pounds max to like her legs. And I'm not exaggerating here were the size of my arms. And you know, it, it, like when you see that and then people that are like, I thought that I looked good. I thought that I was skinny, but there's always somebody that was skinnier and looked better and got way more recognition. Not even if they had better poses or better skills, or even if you had a better face than they did, it didn't fucking matter because they were skinnier. And even now, like I'll look at some of the brands that'll post stuff like bigger fashion houses and I'll see the models that they have and their faces aren't anything. There's nothing t- t- like typically or normally, you know, that unique about them or that beautiful or that jaw dropping sometimes. Yeah. But a lot of the times I'm like, wow, like you can really tell that these brands just hired the models just because they were extra thin. And this model that I had met that was really thin, she was naturally that thin, you know, super high metabolism. She had been that thin her entire life. And, you know, I've been thin, but her level of thinness was even more like an extreme. And the part about this though, is that when there are people like that, that are naturally thin, and sometimes I'll see TikToks where people are like, how are you going to hate on this? Like, girl, she's naturally skinny. If you're going to be body positive, then, you know, you shouldn't be hating on this girl because she's naturally like that which it's true. People are naturally like that. But I feel like it's contorted in this like modeling industry type of thing, because then when you have people that are naturally that thin, it's the expectation for all models to be that thin. Because the thinner, the better. And I, if you, if you've never been in the situations, then you won't fucking get it. You know, what's so crazy. The craziest thing to me about modeling though, was that when agencies would tell me or clients would say, you need to lose a couple inches off your hip. What do you mean? That's my fucking bones. The only way to lose inches off your hip is to suck the ass out of you. And mama has a big juicy butt. Did we not hear the homeless man? I'm a Sagittarius. I've set like six or seven or eight Sagittarius. I think I have five. No, I have a lot of Sagittarius placements in my zodiac sign. That's the ruler of big ass, big thighs, whatever. So naturally mama's butt is bubble. I've tried not to like, you know, I've, the, I don't know how to get your ass smaller. I really don't. The only way to get your ass smaller is to lose weight everywhere all around I don't know if I would ever do modeling again. I think that I'm in a lot healthier headspace and a lot healthier acceptance and version of myself that I could do it and have the right mindset about it. But I don't know. I mean, it was always fun and I always loved the people that I was around. So it's not like I would be like, no, but you know, if somebody's going to sit here and just tell me that I'm fat when I'm obviously not fat, then I'm not going to keep doing it because it's just bullshit. Like if I went to work every single day at my job now and they were like you're a fucking cunt and you don't know design then I would leave I wouldn't do it I would quit I would find a different job 
So anyways, I don't know. I felt like it was really important for me to get a degree. I think when I was younger, I always like when I was like 17 or 18, I always wanted to do modeling. But like as I've grown, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. And I really think it was important for me to get a degree before I actually decided anything. So I don't know. We'll see where my fucking life goes. By the end of the year, it's going to be really interesting to see where I'm at. Um, because I have no fucking clue and I'm not planning anything at all. I had, I could easily get a job, plan things up, line things up how they're supposed to be. But it's like, I want the universe to, and I keep talking about this every fucking episode cause I'm a fucking cunt. Yeah. Um, I really wanted the universe to allow opportunities to come to me and I'm open and willing to accept different things to come my way. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm locking myself down to this one thing, especially when I don't like routine. Jesus Christ, that was a fucking lot, mate. Am I right? So anyways, though, this is super fucking embarrassing. There's very few times that I'm actually embarrassed in life. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing. I do a whole lot of shit that, you know, I I don't know. I don't get too embarrassed about when shit happens. I just think it's funny and I move on. But this, so it's it's quite interesting for me when I find myself in a predicament where I'm actually genuinely embarrassed. And last week, there was a time where I wanted to cut my tongue out of my fucking mouth. And a lot of people might say, Aja, you're annoying. Shut the fuck up. And I say to that, shut the fuck up. You're boring and you don't have taste. You lack luster. Because the people that rock with me, I think, are the coolest motherfuckers ever. And they've got some flavor, some spice, some ice, if you will. Anyways, that's so disregarded to what happened. So I had to go th this interview. I had to do an interview for finding an internship. And it was a mock interview to help me prepare for finding an internship in Italy and working somewhere or whatever. I had put when I applied to the program that I knew a little Italian because I downloaded Duolingo and had um, learned a few fucking words. And I was like, I'm going to do this every day. I'm sure by the time, whatever, you know, I'll know more. So we're at the interview. She's talking some Italian. <laughs> and it, just, just hang on with me here because the end of the story is what really fucking got me. And like, I still fucking think about it and it's been a week. And usually if I can't let it go within a couple days, I really have to fucking figure out the feelings behind it. I, so she's asking me if I know a little Italian. And I was like, you know, I was like, I had prepared a little bit before if this were to happen. So the words that I prepared were, hi, how are you? My name is good, bad, and little to ask me if they were like, if they were going to ask me if I know a little Italian, I would say the word little. So I had prepared those few words in Italian to memorize. And she's asked me, she's like, so do you, how, how do you know Italian or whatever in her accent? And I was like, good, like, how are you? And she's like, do you know any Italian? I was like, Poco, like a fucking, like Emily in Paris, but Aja in Milan. That, and it was fucking, I was like, ha 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 ha, just trying to laugh shit off. So she wouldn't mention anything else about it. We go on throughout this like interview or whatever. And then she's like, so what Italian do you know? And then she's asking me questions in Italian. And I'm like looking up to the sky. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to stink. And when I get stressed, my sweat stinks. Other than that, I don't have stinky sweat. And I was like, oh my God, I'm fucking pitting out right now. Shaking back and forth, rocking in my seat like a baby that has just 
taken a shot of steroids, didn't know how to fucking handle myself. And I'm like, ah, ah, uh, uh, Felice. Uh, and then the, what I don't even remember right now. I was like, oh, hi, how are you? And then she was like, so what Italian do you know? And then I kept repeating, hi, how are you? <laughs> and I wanted to fucking die. And I was so embarrassed. And I just kept acting like the fucking computer was glitching. And that she was like, I think I lost you there for a second. <laughs> and until she finally fucking dropped it. But this is where it was fucking horrible. At the end. At the end. I don't know what made me say this. I don't know what made me go. And this come out of my fucking mouth. She was like... Yeah, so I talked to you later. And then I said, ciao. That's not fucking Italian. I think that's French. And then she was like, ciao. And then I was like, <laughs> and I think I'm so embarrassed about it because I really wanted to do good. I really wanted to impress her. I really wanted to show myself like I'm really interested and really excited to be coming to Italy and learn. And it was just so embarrassing for me. And it really shows, you know, that's where it's like I have to over-prepare and actually know my shit because I can't have situations like that. I can't live with myself with things like that that I care a lot about. Like, there's a lot of shit like I could mess up with or be stupid, but, you know, I probably don't care about it that much. I don't have that much interest in it. When I genuinely care about something and I want to show my interest in, like, you know, I'm really into this and I'm fucking lacking... That shit's not cool. It's not. I'm a fucking loser then. To me. So anyways. Thought I would share that. I'm really on the deep deck. Here's the story about how I almost died off of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I, uh... So this was my freshman year when I first came to college. And I feel like everybody always says, your freshman year, you get drunk, you get crazy. And for the record, just to put this out here, this is all just a joke and not real. There's too many scholarships on the line for me to be drinking under the age. I'm making this story up. Wink, wink. Um, you know, everybody says, oh, when you're a freshman, you go crazy, you go party, whatever. I was hanging out with two of the friends that I had met from modeling. I'm going to college. I was like, hey, there's a couple college parties. We go to a liquor store. I don't know how the fuck one of my friends ended up getting liquor. We got four locos. I chug a four loco on the way there. We get to this party and I was dare. I was like, this is the problem with how I was when I was younger is that I, nobody would even have to dare me. I would like, this is what the exact scenarios would happen. I would be like, Oh, who, who dares me to chug this right now? I'll totally chug it. Setting myself up. Um, loved her though. Love you, sweetie. Bye. Um, so then I chugged this second four logo and this was before they had a change of their damn ingredients. And then, I, of course, of course, who wouldn't do this? Who wouldn't fucking do this when you're drunk at a freshman at a party? I get on the table and start fucking dancing. Like, I am fuck. like, you know those movies where there's people and they're dancing and they're moving their bodies and it looks like they're on drugs in a bar, but they romanticize it to make it look really cool and fun? That was me on top of this fucking table. And then, and then I got dared, actually dared this time, to take 
like one or two shots of Dan James Daniels Dan, Daniel James that fucking alcohol I don't know and then I took two more on that this was all within a 15 minute span I shit you not I go and my friends they're I they don't know what to do with me that's not fair to them that I'm belligerently drunk now and I don't know how to handle my alcohol at 18 years old that's not their fucking problem. Who wants to fucking deal with that? Nobody. So a guy that I was seeing lived down the street at the time. I go to his place. I puke on their front porch. I puke in their toilet. I puke on their floor. I'm puking everywhere. And then his three other roommates were also for, you know, I am like thinking that I'm genuinely going to die. I'm like handing my phone. And what's really weird about this is that I've never genuinely blacked out where I don't remember everything. I will be completely belligerently like on my fucking deathbed and I can remember it. I don't know. That's just me though. I'm giving my phone and I remember this and I'm like, call my nanny now. I'm gonna die. I can feel it. I'm dying. I literally take off all my clothes and had a, like a seizure. My whole body was like repulsing and shaking. I never in my whole fucking life thought that I wasn't going to die more than I did in that fucking moment. And it was like the scariest, most horrific thing ever. And again, you're 18 years old. You think you're going to actually fucking die. I like, I, and since then I have never, ever been that drunk since I don't know what was going through my damn mind I was like popping pussy on the ice like slizzers I know that's not the fucking song yeah so oh and uh part of this story was too is that one of this guy's the guys that I was talking to his best friend was an EMT and he had said I have never seen anyone this drunk before this bad to give you an insight of how drunk I am. Maybe that's why I'm aging like a summer prune. Maybe it's from working on my computer every fucking day. Aging me like fine wine. I'm aging, baby. I might be at the ripe age of 22, but mama is looking like a harsh 32. Trust me, with the amount of alcoholism that happened my freshman year and the amount of stress that I've been under for the past four years has done a lot to the skin. I'm here for you. I can act the part. I might as well be an actor. You guys want to know something? I was looking, again, when I was looking at my birth chart, my birth chart, I don't know. This, let me just read you guys this. In my birth chart, I have, and I'm not sure what this all means. Only like a few Google searches. I have two stelliums, and I guess a stellium is when you have, so like if I have, you have different planets, and then the planets can be in a sign. Well, and then all the planets are in different houses. There's 12 houses. I think there's 12 planets. And then there's a few other things that aren't technically planets, but you can think of it as. Well, what a stellium is when you have three of those planets in the same house, in the same sign. I have two stelliums. No, I have a Sagittarius stellium in the fifth house and an Aquarius stellium in the seventh house. Well, the fifth house, I guess if you have a stellium there, a lot of planets, it makes for a good actress or actor. And you know what? I was thinking with the amount of abuse and trauma and slaps that I have received, I feel as though I might be a good actress. I feel like I might do good. The trauma can come up easy. I could burst out crying in tears and 
I don't know. I could probably make it fucking work. I feel like I would be really good in like a psychological thriller where I can release this fucking crazy demon inside of me. Or a rom-com like Jennifer Aniston, Matthew McConaughey, 90s love type romance movie. Or, or, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Something sexy, hot, cool, fun. Angelina Jolie type vibes, maybe. I'm not that hot. But with a little work. You never know. If I could get a, a probably a filler, my jaw straightened, get some realigning of the teeth, straightening of the nose, I might be the next fucking, you know, person that people think that look really good. I mean, look at all the people that are famous now. They all change their faces. And then they're like, wow. And then us as a society are like, wow, 10 out of 10. Love. Mm. You want to know something really quick, though? I'm going to tell you a little secret about me. Not a lot of people know this because I usually don't blast it on my Instagram or socials, but I'll blast everything about myself here. Um, I Oh, and I wanted to mention from last week's episode because I was listening back and, th- and trying to listen to what I was saying. And in my head at the time and even when I was editing, it made sense. But I didn't say it in a way that made sense at first. Back to the neo-pronouns topic, what wasn't making sense to me was that um, the use of different words other than they, them, because those are non-binary pronouns, like other pronouns other than that was where the confusion was, not the sense in themselves of those pronouns, if that makes any fucking sense. But what I'm going to tell you here, and this is why it made me think of it, is because, you know, I feel like a lot of women can relate to this maybe not you get a lit just a little drop of alcohol on this tongue and it's full reverse reverse uno card i am making out with women and you know i feel like that's a normal thing i feel like a lot of women say that and maybe not maybe you know is that i i i don't know I don't know. And what's really confusing for me is because throughout my day today, I don't ever look at women and be like, damn, I want to hit that. There's times where I'm like, damn, she's fucking hot as hell. But is there ever times that I'm like, damn, I want to lick a pussy right now? No, I don't. I don't ever want to put my mouth on a fucking pussy ever in my life. I don't want to do that. I won't do it. I don't know. I feel like maybe if it were, um, there's a particular person that I'm thinking of that I'm not going to say that is famous, there might be one instance where I've had a few too many drinks and I would fuck that person. That's a woman. But on my day-to-day, sober as a fucking narc as I am, I'm not sexually getting, you know how sometimes you look at people or like you're talking to someone and as a woman, like you get a heartbeat in your pussy. (sighs) I get that for men only. I don't get that heartbeat in my pussy for women unless I'm drunk and then I'm making out with women. They don't even have to be hot, but I, I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. I feel like that's why there's a spectrum of sexuality that it's not one or the other. Because would I fuck a woman and put my pussy on hers or lick it? It would have to be some very particular conditions for me to do that. I want to say no for the, like, 
nine out of the, well, probably 9.710 out of the times, I would say no. No, I don't want to do that. But why is it? What is this? What is it in my head? And again, I don't watch porn. So I'm not into the lesbian porn that most women are onto. I'm not like, you know, from men saying women making hot. It's not from that standpoint. I genuinely am making out with women because it's fun and hot. And I don't know. Somebody tell me, am I gay or not? Somebody tell me, am I really gay or not? I'm on the spectrum, I would say. I would say a spectrum. I would say the spectrum one to 10. 10 being um, straight, zero being gay. Mm, I'm in eight and a half. So I'm two and a half, I'm 2.5 gay. Eight and a half straight. I don't know. But the thing is, I don't really find an importance in figuring out what that means. It's just how I am. You know? I don't think I really, I don't think it, that's one thing with me too, is like labels on things. I don't really think it's that much of an importance. It's just like, I like doing what I like. I am who I am. And that's just that. I don't think it's super important to be like, I am this and I need to scream it to the world, which is fine if you feel that way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it all means for me. Um, yeah. So there's my fucking secret. Okay, that's one thing that I'm like, I don't even talk about it because I don't find it that fucking important. It's just what I do. It's just who I am. And what's funny is that I don't, well, I was going to say I don't make out with ugly men if I'm drunk. But that's obviously a fucking lie. Because in my head, I have made out with women that I don't even find that attractive. But I'm just like, Please, baby, bumping and grinding, humping and hiding. Why doesn't my boyfriend like me humping him? I don't understand. I've heard that if you're a Sagittarius, that it means that um, you're more masculine. And the dark-sided um, female Sagittarius often um, not fantasizes, but thinks about having a dick. I don't think about having a dick. But then I was thinking of like Miley Cyrus and she had that fake dick and she's a Sagittarius and how like I think Nicki Minaj has said something about having a dick and she's a Sagittarius and it's like anyways why doesn't my boyfriend like to be humped and why do I like humping him I don't know things are just the way they are and I don't care to figure it out sometimes and that's just that baby leave me a five-star review follow me on instagram aja smith auj or all out with aja or all out pod I don't fucking know the other podcast instagram names it's not fucking important but you can go to the website all out with aja um, dot com and you guys can leave a request leave something you want to talk about leave something you want to share telling a little story um do it all there okay love ya bye